Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today we have the pleasure of having country music recording artist Tyler Halsley on. How are you today? I'm good. How you doing? Pretty good, buddy. Pretty good. How you holding up amongst all this um, stuff we got going on right now, man? Well, man, I have to be completely honest with you, brother. It's been pretty devastating to me because this is my bread and butter. And shoot, it's just been rough, man, trying to pick up odd end jobs here and there with my buddies that have, you know, landscaping jobs or whatever I can get my hands on. <laughs> just trying to stay busy and make a dollar here and there. Yes, sir. And, and that's why, you know, we have the show on always anyway, but plenty of our friends in entertainment, whether it be acting, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, music, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, whatever it happens to be, you know, you don't play, you don't get paid. And, that is correct. And, and that's why I love having guys on like yourself that come out and you're real and you're honest. And look, man, you know, if you have a tour booked and that tour dries up, there's a whole lot of people out of work. Amen. That is absolutely true, my brother. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I truly and I appreciate you taking the time to come on, my friend. And I hope you and your family are safe and everything um as it is and doing the best you can and hopefully without us rushing too much we can get to get back to a standard that everybody's back to that we'll catch each other live at one of your shows <laughs> yeah i honestly believe man i don't think it's ever going to be the same as it was before it's going to have to learn to cope and adapt and overcome yes I mean, so, so tell us a little bit about your music career man you know what got you into music well man i've I hail from a little place, uh, what we call everything counties in Kentucky. I basically uh, come from a place called Wolf County, a little, and the county seat is Rogers, a tiny little place with uh, one one stoplight kind of thing. <laughs> and I, I remember as a kid, my grandmother would always sing a lot of Ralph Stanley and a lot of old bluegrass songs and stuff like that. She would sing into the cone while she was getting ready for work every morning then. I, I learned about harmonies at the family reunion when everybody was singing all these different parts and it all synced up. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I've always been around that sort of thing, but nobody's ever really made a career out of music as myself. And so it's kind of cool, man. And I grew up uh, and I went through this rebellious phase where I got into a lot of punk rock and hard rock stuff and kind of left the country stuff behind. And then around about, I graduated high school in 2004, just to give you a little timeline. Uh, and I moved to, to Colorado, Springs, Colorado, about 2009, I think. And then I was doing the rock thing, played the Whiskey A Go-Go in L.A., done a lot of cool stuff with my rock band called Deadwood Creek. And something called me back home, man, and I just went back to my roots and just fell in love with country music and bluegrass stuff all over again. I came back to Kentucky in 2016, July of 2016, and made a country record, well, a six-song EP down in Nashville with a guy named Michael Hughes, who's an amazing producer. Yes. Um, and it's just been an uphill ride from there, man. I've been blessed. Right. What, kind of, what kind of, so, so I'm going to stop you there. So what, so what were you digging? When you got into the punk scene and you got into the rocking scene, what was what were you digging, man? What was on your box at that time that I could grab out? And if we were cruising down the road, you'd be popping it in and dropping it. We'd be going. Oh man, it was stuff completely different than I'm used to or playing now. <laughs> you would never even know it. The stuff like Sum Forty One, Blink One Eighty Two, uh, a lot of 
like punk rock stuff, man. Not the hardcore rock, rock, uh, punk stuff like Rancid and all that stuff. It's more the the post punk stuff and just you know the punk kid. You know how it is, man. Skateboarding and all that sure, stuff like sure. that. So yeah, I, <laughs> I, I live part time in California, so yeah, in Orange County, so I understand that. You know? Yeah, bands like Lesbian Jake, uh, Alkaline Trio, and all that kind of stuff like that. So I loved it, <laughs> and I still do when I go back and listen to those songs, even though I'm doing country music now. I still take some influences because they have some of the catchiest melodies man <laughs> oh yeah for sure so what what were you, what are your uh influences now um as you look back on things today on your career like what do you like in your music too if i was rolling you up into a couple things i was listening to a couple of your songs earlier um what what what, what are you uh liking yourself too um what do you what, what do you mean by well, that i was like who you put yourself in like you know you like this category or you're like, a, do you feel like you're closer in the Tim McGraw range or the George Strait range? Or do you feel like you're in the Conway 20 range? Where do you feel? Cause I kind of feel like you kind of have a mixture of a little bit of everything in there. I really do. I get that a lot. And I'm not saying that to be arrogant or anything, but I think I do have a good variety of styles, but I, I mean, I'm modern. I would say I'm a modern country. I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not sure. I have a little bit of pop in there, a little bit of, I don't know, Luke Combs this with a song I got called uh, Better Off. And I would say a lot of people say I sound like uh, Ronnie Van Zant in some cases, uh, as far as Skinner goes in the Southern rock thing. So I, I guess I kind of combine the, uh, like a modern day Southern rock, which was pretty much country you hear now anyways. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of think that's a good analogy. I left the Southern rock part out of that. I think that is a good analogy in that uh, as well. And Better Off is a really good song, man. I, that's, I think that's the last song I listened to before we, before we started this interview. And that's a good song, man. I was listening to it with a lousy lousy set of earbuds, so it, it still sounded good. So. <laughs> Thanks, man. It really pumps when you put it in the car. you got to give it the car test. Yeah, say. yeah. I'm, yes, I'm <laughs> definitely going to have to do that. Definitely, uh, for sure. But, I mean, so, and, and what were you doing? Uh, and, by the way, where can everybody buy your album at, your EP at, man? Well, you get my stuff is only available on Reverb Nation right now for for streaming, and I think you can go in there and buy it right now. I'm not not 100 certain on that because I got some people hand, handling some things for me as far as the label goes, and I'm in talks. So once all that stuff is tied up, you'll be able to get it on all platforms really soon. I'm say within a month, so you'll be able to get it on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can find it really soon. I promise. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and and that's the thing. A lot of these things, there's so many people have music coming out or these things and you know and you're waiting to drop it for a tour and i heard rumors because you know i mean a mutual good friend of ours who's a music booker michelle baxter sit there and said man you got to talk to this guy you got to yeah, talk yeah. to this guy she said he's really really talented and i went and i checked it out and I said yeah i'm gonna have him on the show soon and she's like hurry up cool <laughs> yeah i love her man she's amazing michelle baxter is an amazing person she, she, she's a wonderful person and man she's persisted to get getting her talent book somewhere and her friends yeah. book somewhere that are really talented well you gotta be i guess right you gotta have the bulldogs the pit bulls as they say in the business and she's kind of one of them <laughs> but the sweetest one you could find <laughs> absolutely without a doubt and that's the funny thing though i mean you know she's never sent me wrong with a talent and uh that's the thing so i would i know a lot of these things are in the works and you plan out to drop an album and the tour and you say, well, do I drop it now or do I drop it then? And I know that thing. So have you been sitting at home writing and that kind of stuff since? since uh, Absolutely. I probably write about 
three hours a day, man, sit down with my guitar and write something, a verse in the course of something. And if I get my belly full of that, I kind of put it away and I'll come back another day and finish it out. And then some songs you write and they, they complete themselves in 15 minutes. And sometimes those, those are the best songs. So. so I ask a lot of people that. Matter of fact, almost every songwriter I have on the show, I always ask, you know, hey, you're on Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast here. What are you doing? And they're like, well, I just completed writing a song. So I'll sit there and say, hey, you know, are you one of those people that, you know, you do the Lionel Richie with Lady and Kenny Rogers? Hey, I need a song named Lady. Lady, boom. And 15 minutes later, he hands you, you know, your golden ticket. Or are you, you one, are you one of those ones that, you know, I write down, you know, this, that, the other thing that I come back to it a week or a month later or a day later. So yours kind of goes both ways? Yeah, I incorporate both most definitely because I want to be as widespread as possible. And then I try to think of something that goes along because, you know, you don't think of everything all at once, always. Sometimes you do, and that's the 15-minute songs, but other songs require a little more thought, I think. So. I, I definitely agree. Uh, I mean, on, on, on a lot of you guys, you know, sit there and say that you songwriters, you sit there and say, hey, man, look, sometimes I'm driving down the road and I pull over and I, you know, and... And that was it. Whether you get your stuff from like everywhere, is it like what you see, what you hear, what you're going? It's through? all self or like experience for sure, man. Everything I write is something that has happened to me or I've went through emotionally. So yeah. Wow. I mean, yes, yeah, and and I, and I think I think you, because you can't. When I say you can't make up, you know, the real stuff. You know, fiction can't be made up better than real life. You know, that I mean, fact. <laughs> and that's what makes people in, uh, like it is when they can relate to something that's real. Yeah, that's why I think uh, Better Off is one of those songs I think that kind of like kind of smacks you in the face in a way and kind of says, hey, man, go for this ride. Yeah. And the cool thing about that song is it's it's about it's about a relationship, obviously, but it's about not thinking that you're meant for this person and everybody's saying, hey, you need to get out of that relationship. And by the second verse, you're like, you know what? I don't really care what anybody thinks. I'm going to do what makes me happy. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah, you can sometimes, you know, in, in the bad situations, obviously, people need to listen to other people. But in a good time, Correct. sometimes people just don't see the ride you're on, you right. know, whether it be age, whether it be whatever, good intentions, whatever. So I think that's that was kind of cool. And I think you kind of, I, I bet you, you hit home a lot when you do that live. Oh yeah, that's a that's a personal favorite of everyone's. They always want to hear that song, so I think I'm really gonna push that one, and that'll be my next video. I probably throw out. So, yeah, I look forward to that. And please, I hope you come back on when when that video is released. And, Absolutely. Uh, make sure make sure the Lifebox Media Channel gets a copy of it so we can share it with all our fans. Absolutely, and, brother. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, that I'm looking forward to it. So, with your writing and everything else, I mean, how are you? Um, you know, do you kind of put stuff together at home? Do you kind of have a makeshift studio at home, or do you just kind of like... Yeah, I got a little setup, a little home setup of Pro Tools, and I'll just lay down an acoustic and a vocal and maybe put a little harmony, another guitar part on there or something. So and that's how I get my ideas down, and then I'll, I'll send that to the producer, and we'll just take it to a whole new level as a full production. Nice, nice. That's, that's what I... Because I love to hear, because things have changed so much. I mean, you're a little younger than I am, but things have changed so much, even in the time, you know, that you've been, you grew up to now to recording, because you obviously, you know, you were a fan of, you know, fan of music, and, and, you know, when you started recording, even the time that you spent, you know, recording in LA and stuff like that, it is, and doing different style of music, look at the difference in 10 years, what 10 years come about, what you could record at home. And, it's and amazing what 10 years will do to somebody, man. 
<laughs> experience was. It yeah. really is. <laughs> and, 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 you know, those travels, along with the fact of how the style of recording has changed in 10 years to what you can do almost in a home studio that you couldn't do 10 or 15 years ago. Yes, and I'm still a firm believer in the, the big studios. You Absolutely, you can do things on your own. Like Tyler Childers is a good example of that. But even when he got to a certain level, uh, he went ahead and went into the big studio like, like you need to do. That's what you got to do. It's professional to do well, absolutely, so. Absolutely, and, and it gives you a different experience and feel. I think and you have other well. ears involved. So it really evolves the song into something great. Why don't you try this part there? Say, tweak that word a little bit, and it really helps and makes it great. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And so, are you trying? Are you you starting to set up a little bit of touring right now? You're kind of getting your feet wet a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I'm on a right now. I'm doing a local thing just to really get my local fan base built up as we speak, and then that's when the touring's going to take place. And that's where Michelle comes in. She's going to push me out there all over the place. I say. So. And uh, she's persistent. <laughs> that's a good thing. Like we said, that's a good thing. And she's weird. But I mean, so so basically, where, where, are, you, where are you playing it at to get your uh, feet wet locally? Uh, give them a little. Um, there's a really awesome place called Austin City Saloon. That's where John Michael Montgomery uh, got his start. Montgomery Gentry and those cats. And uh, everybody from Luke Brown, everybody started before there was anybody there. So I have a good end there. I play there almost once a month. And then. Well, come after all this stuff is over, obviously. But I, I, I was playing there once a month, and I'm sure I will be after this is said and done when they open all back up at full capacity. That's the thing, though. Open it. It's going to be weird playing to whatever capacity they're allowed to have at the moment. So, got to get used to that and people with their masks on. And <laughs> so, you know how it is, man. Yeah, and, and and like in Nashville, having two two guys up on stage, two talents up on stage. And if you have a whole band, I mean, there's people that can pull that off, but people also come to a you know band. It depends on what you're playing and what your style is. So it's kind of really hard right now. And and man, and I and you know, and you and I both got tons of friends that are. This is just, just I, I you know I mean obviously everybody needs to stay healthy and take the time. But man, I, I you know from your lips to God's ears, I hope this is over with soon because I know a lot of friends that need to you know come out and man, they're going to have tons of music to release. And I want everybody to go support. Them. That's why I want them to go support them online too. Absolutely, and I've had to go to the pawn shop a few times during this and pawn some guitars that I didn't want to pawn, and it's just been really tough, man. And I'll get that stuff back, and I know those are just materialistic things, but it's really hard, brother. But you work hard for them, man. I mean, now you have a thing. You have a thing today going on uh, at some show or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I have a little acoustic show. This is my first show back uh, since all this went down. At a little place called Kennedy's Rick House here in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm about 15 minutes south is where I live in Richmond, Kentucky. So I'm going to head up there and play from 6 to 10 p.m. and have a good little turnout. It looks like uh, some people rolling in. So You guys up in Kentucky, go check out Kennedy's Rick House, man. Go check it out. You know, and, uh, you know, that that's the thing, man. I mean, it, it, it's hard. Be safe, you know, and, and everything else. But at the same time, you, you got to put food on the table. Amen. And, uh, but... So what can people expect if they come up and check you out tonight, man? What can they expect? Just a lot of fun and a lot of songs that everybody knows. And I'll be doing the full EP up there, uh, singing all the favorites that they like of my own, and then doing a few covers of some other people that I enjoy. So, yeah. What, what kind of covers do you do, man? Uh, give us I do anything from Blackberry Smoke to Little, little Feet to George Strait 
to Alec Jackson to Old Conway Twitty and nice. Hank Jr. All kinds of stuff, man. So you really Jack do it up. You really do have an old school part with a with a with a new school part in it. Because I mean, man, yes. you go from Conway Twitty to George Strait. I mean, to Little Feet to I mean, you know, to even you bringing it forward. I mean, man, that's that's a whole you know that's that's. That's generation, generation right there. Yeah. <laughs> we were right on the same deal there. Yeah. yeah, I'm an old soul, brother. Yeah, I mean, I can dig that. Um, what do you What do you got? If I was driving down the street with you right now, what's rolling right now on your on, on, on your music box, man? Uh, actually, I was listening to Little Feet earlier, man. A little song called "Lonesome Whistle." I love it. I know that's a blues number, man. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> so that's when you get that kind of bluesy sound, is because you you, you like that. You like that southern rock, and you and you get a little bit of that bluegrass in there, and so that's where that, yeah, man. that's where that soulsy bluesy sound comes from. Yeah, that's the sound of my own. I think at this point, it just comes from a collective effort of loving many different artists, man. So, who in your family was like the one that really set you into music? You were saying back when you were younger. I have a, my grandmother's brother's son, so my cousin Mike. He was in a bluegrass band called Southern Harvest. That, I would listen to his record that he released over and over and over. That's that's long past now. He's not really doing the music thing anymore, but it really had a big impact on me, especially at the the family reunions when the whole family would sit around and sing these old Ralph Stanley songs and stuff like that. Right. It was really cool, man. That is cool, and, and see, and that's why I dig memories. That's why I asked you, you know, is that because you know you, th- those memories sometimes are kind of what get launches you into your next aspect. Correct. And we try to create things as we go along that are different and fresh and new while maintaining a, an old style of, I don't know, influence. How did you learn? Who, who taught you how to play the guitar? Um, that would be Mike. Mike Creech is his name. That's my cousin there. And just watching him, you know, everybody learns their first GD and C chords, and then you just kind of take it and run with it, man. And the punk rock stuff really helped open my eyes to melodic writing as far as the guitar goes. And I was a guitar player for uh, Tyler Booth. He's really big. He just signed to Sony, and he was a, he's 22, I think. Right. Watched this kid grow up, and his dad was the manager of my first rock band, uh, Stitch Rivet, S-T-I-T-C-H-R-I-V-E-T. And uh, we... We did a lot before I moved to Colorado, really, and just having him there was kind of cool. His father, which is Jason Booth, and then I come back to Kentucky, and that was one of the first gigs that I got was playing guitar for Tyler Booth, and he's blowed up. He's got a big, big following now, so I'm kind of branched off of that and doing my own thing because I knew I would never be happy, you know, just playing guitar because I have a voice of my own, and I want to say some things myself. Right, right, yeah, and and I, and I we we've seen we've seen him we've we've covered him in a couple of events. Haven't interviewed him, but we've covered him in a couple of events. And this talented young man, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, so and, and that's really cool because you see the you know the backside of it, you know. And one day, you know, I'll grow up, I'll be able to play the guitar like you. Because man, I'll tell you what, I joke with everybody about that all the time. We the two hands just don't get along. Right, <laughs> you're right, you're right, man. But it was cool because I was helping, you know, teaching him how to play guitar and stuff when he was. You know, 11 and 12 years old, and now he's really big. So it's kind of cool to see it come around full circle. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. The right hand works really well on the bottom, but that that neck, I don't know, man. <laughs> not, <laughs> with, with me, it just doesn't work that easy. Um, you know, but um, <laughs> maybe, one, maybe one day I'll have you give me a couple lessons. Um, hey, I'm but, in, brother. But, um, but no, so it's kind of funny. I, I'll tell you, but see, that's the thing. I like that, you know, I mean, 
you're passing your gift on also and and you're putting your heart and soul into things and and, and you're building up and, and, and kind of stepping out on your own and and that's cool really cool at the same time i mean you know there's times where you go for rides with people and and then all of a sudden boom you know it's you're going on your own way of it you know and but what i think you got to lift people up along the way man or we're nothing if we're not together i believe that firmly i, so. I definitely agree with that for sure even though i'm on my own i'm not on my own at all because I got all my great friends that play around me, like Josh Bogard, Chris Linton, Brad Harden, and County Wide, those guys down in Corbin. And we're just doing, the, we got a good scene here in Kentucky right now with, you know, the birth of Chris Stapleton coming out on his own, and Tyler Childers blowing up. I don't know, it's just pretty cool. Yeah, Chris Stapleton, somebody was like, you got to hear this guy go. And I was like, all right, I, I had been covering a bunch of stuff all week one day, and all of a sudden, so I mean, just come over and hear this kid for a minute. I was like, "Hello." <laughs> yeah, this guy's got a voice, man. Yeah, that was that was that was that was that was a pretty badass moment right there. I was like, "Oh, okay, I I gotta, I gotta listen a little bit more to this guy." Um, <laughs> that's for sure. But so, what's kind of uh, what's what's your plan at now? I know obviously that you know world's slowing down for a minute. Is so you're looking at you're obviously writing right now, and you're gonna work on you're working on uh, I guess putting out another uh, music video, right? Yes. Yes. That's the next goal for me, and then try to finish a full-length record. And then I'm actually dabbling in a little rock record as well. So I kind of have a hand in many things, man. Oh, you're looking to put a little bit of rock in there. Yeah, I got Well, that's a completely separate deal, and I'll have my name attached to it, but it won't say, you know, Tyler Halsey Band or anything like that. It'll just be uh, probably pick out a band name and go from there and just – Kind of put it out there for fun, but the country stuff is really my main focus right now. Uh, you make sure to keep us abreast of what's going on, man, so we can share. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's like when you go and you jump up on the band on stage, you put out a really good deal, you but you know, but that's not your bread and butter. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I do that, you know, to satisfy myself all the way around, man. So yeah. Now you and and you know you know the people come up and they ask you for certain songs they love you singing or and whatever and you know it is what what what's your favorite song when somebody comes up to you and says hey man I want you to do it you know it's a bit of a reach for you but you say yeah man I do it and you feel good about it um a song like that would probably be oh, I mean probably Fire Away is a song that I get requested to do about Chris Stapleton quite a bit and when I do that that's personal favorite of a lot, a lot of folks, and I guess I do it all right, so I'll keep doing that for you folks. <laughs> what's, what's the one song you worried about doing that you did really good, and you were like, man, I don't know if I can do this, you know, quite that well, but you did it anyway, and, you, and, it, and it went over well? Probably, maybe Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's I, mean, a I think one, you got man, that just... voice, brother, I think, I, I, I can see you pulling that off. Yeah, so I did that one, and I kind of surprised myself and did it well, because he he does that song a half a step lower, and I, I tune my guitar in standard tuning, so I got to sing it a half a step up, which makes it a little bit of a challenge, but I enjoy it. It's kind of a feat when I do it. Oh, okay, I got it. See, that's 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 that, that's really cool. That's, that's something neat, neat to know, too. That's really cool to know. I Another mean, band that I love, sorry, I'm going to cut you off, but uh, I really love Alice in Chains as far as the grunge area. Oh, now those okay. guys have the harmonies and everything. Talk about taking an abstract painting and making it a beautiful painting kind of scenario. 
So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a funny Allison Chains story. I'm, I'm in Valley Forge Music Fair, and and uh, one of the big, huge pop groups, of the rock groups of the '80s, was Air Supply. Great friends of mine, Russell Hitchcock and Graham Russell. And, That's awesome. And, and you had you had the band X there. You had Allison Chains there, and you had um, I can't think of the other guy that was there. They went because they're sitting in the crowd watching Air Supply, and 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 the radio guy comes out and he's interviewing everybody after the concert, and I'm standing there with Russell, uh, Russell and Graham, and and the band, and they're sitting there and they're interviewing them, and they say, "Hey man, what are you looking?" He said, "What's Air Supply for God's sake? This is why we're here." And the guy says, "Yeah, but you know, this is Dallas and Chains, and now this is this is you know this is uh, such and such and, and X and whatever." Yeah, but we're fans too, and we got girls too. <laughs> yeah, that's, <awesome. laughs> and that's the cool thing about it, man, because everybody, you know, people don't realize that you know you can sing any style of music and dig somebody else's. That's you know? exactly right. That's my whole point right there, brother. So, so yeah. I, I'm going to ask you this. So I'm not sure if you've asked this one before. So, so what's your secret that nobody would guess about music-wise that you dig? Somebody would say, "Really?" Out of you. Um. What do you mean? Like, a, like your I guilty mean, pleasure? Like, like, like X was a huge X was this hard rock punk rock band, you know. And then Allison changed their, their style of music, and then all of a sudden they're listening to Air Supply, which is all love songs. So what was? I mean, they can rock, but you know, but you probably Doctor Hook, man. I love Doctor Hook. <laughs> like they're cool, man. Love uh, Doctor Hook. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, that that that's 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 really cool. They're on my playlist. Rolling love cover it. Rolling Stones on my playlist. There you um, go, man. Yeah. Songs like that, all that Southern rock stuff, like Marshall Tucker bands, yeah. uh, Blackfoot, uh, shoot, man, I don't know. Uh, all that stuff, is so, it gets me off, man. <laughs> I, I, I can see a little bit of Marshall Tucker in you, too. And you're the third yeah. person in a month and in two weeks that's brought up that band. Love them, man. They did a reunion tour uh, maybe a year ago, man, and they came to a place called Manchester Music Hall here in Lexington, and Blew the roof off, man. Did all the hits. So it was pretty cool. I heard I heard they still rocked it. They were in Nashville. I didn't get a chance to see them, but I heard they, they rocked it. And but it's just funny that you're the third person in I think in the in this month that's brought up the Marshall Tucker band. And I haven't heard people brought up bring it up that much in forever. And, and bad company too, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. I think one of their their, their latest singer passed away recently, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I think you're right on that part. But so so I mean, so with you putting all the stuff together and you kind of getting your feet back wet again on on going out to these two places and uh, you know kind of getting yourself back in the swing of things and uh, everything else, and you're kind of getting your your live feet wet again with uh, performing live, obviously, which people haven't been you know doing a whole lot of. So what is your deal of what do you want to say to your fans out there, the ones that are reaching out to you and you know, and, and everything else. I just want to say that although this has been hard, just like anything else that's hard, it will come and it will pass. And we will be back to some sort of norm, normalcy. And I know in my heart that we're going to bounce back harder than ever. All of us will. Not just me, but all my musician buddies. And that's what I care about. I try to care about everybody. Not because I want, I mean, well, because I want to, not because I have to. Right. That's important to me to see us all succeed. Amen, amen to that, my friend. I mean, it, it's I I think that you know uh, you know people come out now. Are you doing anything on like your Facebook or your or your uh, social media in regards to the fact do you have any bits or little mini concerts or anything else going on? Are you well? I did a couple when this first took 
you know, took place and I made a few bucks in my, my digital tip jar and whatnot, like a few other people has. But after that, I kind of laid low. I, I, I've got to be honest and say I, I kind of went to a funk, almost like a depression over this stuff, man, because this is my livelihood. And I'm coming out of that. I'm really positive right now. And I feel like good things are coming. And you know what? Here's the thing I, I say about that. You know, one of my Hollywood friends, and she wrote a book. She sat there and she said, you know, she took about three days and she had the coronavirus. And, oh, wow. and, and, and she, thank God, made a comeback, you know, and she's doing well. Uh, you know, kicked her butt for a couple of weeks. And then a couple of weeks after that, she had all this book things planned and everything else, which that all went, to, you know, in a basket, you know. But she yep. sat there and she said she moped around for a couple of days. And, and, and another actor friend of mine, uh, you know, who was on the show, he said, man, I kind of took about two weeks and just kind of laid with the dogs and felt sorry for myself. I said, you know, you, you, gotta, you, know, you, you do that. You kind of like you feel sorry for yourself for a couple minutes. You yeah. kind of roll around in it. You kind of get it all out and you say, okay, now I'm taking a shower. I'm getting cleaned up, you know, doing a shave, getting washed off. Now I look good again. Now I feel good again. And you get your stuff going. Yeah, because it's almost like when you take that shower, it's like you're washing it all off and that makes any sense now, starting exactly, fresh exactly and that's exactly i'm glad that you pointed that out because i think it's a big deal that people need to realize that you know they always think that one i always sit there and say they always think that every entertainer who has a video or, or has, has some people that they all have those justin bieber contracts which nothing against justin he's a hard-working kid but yeah. you know not everybody's a millionaire out there no, and I'm far from that. Hopefully, one day I will be, but not yet. Uh, yeah, and also, yeah, yeah, right, right on. And, and that's the thing, but it doesn't, but doesn't mean you can't make a nice, comfortable living when you're on the road. And Oops. that's the that's the thing I think one people need to see, and two, they also need to see that entertainers that they watch and enjoy, and they identify with their songs, also need to realize that you know you guys have your moments too. And you yes. also, I think the great message you just said is, okay, now I realize I got to get going and, you know. And I'm honest to God, I really don't do it for the money. I do it because I love it. And you can tell a difference in someone in their music when they do it like that. And then everything else is just gravy, man. Yeah, it's, I'll tell you what, I, I, I really respect that idea of things and how you, how you roll up into that part of it is. But I, I love the fact that you shared that, you know, that you've had some moments and, and, you know, show that, you know, I'm not side, proud of it, but it happened, you know. <laughs> well, and, and but but it, but it's honest, mm-hmm. and and who knows? Maybe you'll get a gold or a platinum album off it, you know. I hope so, man. <laughs> I'm you know? praying. And then you sit there and say, "Ah, well, you know what? That moment sucked for a minute. Remember that you'll be like, you know, Char and I were talking back on the Lifebox Media Channel, you know, and it kind of sucked for that a little bit of time period. But look at us now, man. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. And we'll go have a scotch or something somewhere. I'm all about it, man. I like that good cigar more. Yeah. We'll, we'll go get a drink and say salute to those times, you know, to now, right? All right. I got first round, brother. <laughs> you got a deal, brother. No, I mean, so honestly, so, so please tell everybody, ladies and gentlemen, this is Lifebox Media Channel live right now. Tyler Halsey, where can we find you on uh, social media? You can just go uh, search for. Tyler Halsey Music on Facebook. Go on there, and we're starting to post the events again, um, like the one today I have at Rick House. So you can go on there and check that out and get the location. And if you want to come, check me out over there. And that's really my main focus right now is, you know, Instagram, Facebook. And you can find me at Instagram at, at Tyler Halsey Music. Um, also, I'm on Reverb Nation if you want to take a preview of the record with you or, you know, download it and stream it or whatever you want to do from your phone. 
And then the album will be out for sale really, really soon. That's that's all I can say right now because I'm in negotiations with some people. So yeah, I understand that. You on YouTube too? Uh, yeah, I got my video up for Redneck Soul, uh, S O U L, and you can go check that one out. And I have a video uh, that's just uh, like a lyric video of a song called called Hell of a Price. It's about the servicemen and women. And the ones we've lost, but not just them, the families that are affected by it after those people are gone. Those people have sacrificed a lot as well. You know, it's funny if, if, if you if you would have seen my Facebook yesterday, because obviously it was Memorial Day. And, uh, you know, and, and, and thank you for bringing that up, because you know I always sit there and say, you know, God bless all of them, past, present and future and yes. their families and friends, because they go for the ride, too. They absolutely do, man. That's what that song's about. It's about a guy going to war, losing his life, saving his friends, and then, uh, you know, how his wife's affected by it. And knowing that he would change a thing about it, he would do it all again in the heartbeat if God gave him the chance to do so. You know, I, I appreciate you bringing that up and sharing that, man. I had, I, I had not caught it yet. I think I might just add another song to my yearly playoff. You know, it's funny. I, there you go. I, I always give, you know, a couple of songs and one's, one's Billy Ray Cyrus's Some Gave All. People can laugh all day long. It's a great song. Love it. Love it. And I play Lee Greenwood's, you know, uh, Proud to Be an American, and I think I just might have a new third-year song now. There you and, go, man. I hope you like it, man. Uh, and, it's on that page there, so go check it out. It's called Hell of a Price. We're going to have – I want you to send me all your social media. Text it over to me. We'll have it all attached to our interview man thank you so much for coming on you guys check this gentleman out um talented young man got uh, some really good sound to him and uh when he gets on tour he's got a couple spots out right now go check him out on his facebook he's got them listed even tonight right now he could be out tonight my computer decided to restart but i think it's uh kennedy what kennedy's rick house kennedy's rick house in what town in lexington kentucky and give love to the other place you're going to be at? Uh, Austin City Saloon. I'm there all the time. Those guys are good to me over there. Uh, check them out. And then a ton of festivals like Lakeside Live in Lexington. A lot of Lexington-based stuff at this point. Just getting started back up. So come check me out. Tyler Halsey, thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate you us getting together. It took us a week or so to get this going on, but you know I'm glad we got it together. Fantastic, and uh, I look forward to, I hope, having you want to get in the near future when things lighten up a bit. And Absolutely will be, man. You're a good guy, and you're fun to talk to, so cool. (laughs) Lifebox Media Channel, thank you so much, man. You have a wonderful day. All right, thanks. Take care, guys.